From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Well, if you want to build a championship Major League Baseball team, a good place to start is to build a championship farm system. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Bob Scanlon, Bill Center, Ben Higgins with you. And the Padres had a championship team in the minor leagues this year. The AAA El Paso Chihuahuas winning the PCL. And joining us right now on the Cholula Hotline is the voice of the Chihuahuas, Tim Haggerty. Let's see if the technology works. Tim, good to have you on Padres Social Hour. Yeah, Ben, I hear you loud and clear, and thanks for having me. Hey, there you are, Tim. <laughs> there, so, for, first of all, let me just ask you, what's it like calling a championship? We haven't really heard any of our announcers in San Diego call one in my lifetime, at least. So I, I'd like to know what it, what, what, what it was like for you. Well, it was a thrill, and for a lot of Padres fans, they hadn't heard a call of the AAA championship in their lifetime either. It was the first time since 1988, so some of your in, younger viewers uh, hadn't experienced that, not to say they would have heard it anyway back then, but... Uh, it was a great thrill. Not only was it the opportunity to call a championship, but the clinching game happened in an 11-inning game with the tying run at third. So if you take that clinching game and you dropped it in the middle of May, it would have been a thrilling game then, never mind for it to occur to win a championship. Hey, Tim, we were talking to Rod Barajas a couple days ago, and he was talking about the hero's welcome uh, the Chihuahuas got when they, uh, their plane landed back in El Paso. And I was just wondering, what's the reaction of the city to this championship? People are thrilled. Uh, the two championship series games that took place at home were loud. They were energetic. And players were pleasantly stunned by that. They couldn't believe it. It was on a weeknight. And with the minor league playoffs, sometimes those games aren't filled because it's right when school is starting. You don't have time to get the word out. You only realize a couple of days in advance the game's going to happen. But the fans were really a factor in El Paso winning those two home games. And it was exciting to come back. You have fans. Some were releasing balloons. There was the firefighters performing a salute as the plane was landing in the El Paso airport. So it was a great thrill. The team thought the season was over, but then got another wave of excitement. Got to be a little bit disconcerting, though, when your plane is taxiing towards the uh, terminal <laughs> and they're spraying it with water and foam. <laughs> yeah, and the funny part was, Bill, uh, it was a... Uh, final Pacific Coast League early travel day, which I know Bob Scanlon recalls playing in this league. Sometimes you have to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was one more of those. So the players, I think, were half out of it. They were saying, wait a minute, these fire trucks are here for us. They were half asleep and then realized what was happening, and they were quite honored by it. Hey, Tim, I don't think fans always understand how difficult it is for at the AAA level to manage, and sometimes you've got the grumpy guys that want to be up in the big leagues and not be in the AAA playoffs, but it seemed like there was a great connection all season long uh, with these players and even through the playoffs of, of being together and really wanting to bring that championship back to El Paso. It was. I wondered about that at times. Let's face it, Austin Hedges uh, looked as good as any catcher in the minor leagues this year. He proved last year he was a capable major league catcher. But there were times in the postseason there'd be an inning inning strikeout and Hedges is pumping his fist. Uh, they say he especially was one who was riling up teammates in the dugout. I think the consensus was we've made it this far, let's win this thing. And you could see that in the celebration, both on the field as well as the video of the celebration in the clubhouse. That was pure, that was real, they were emotional about it. They beat a very good Oklahoma City team. Oklahoma City, by the way, in the regular season a couple of weeks prior swept the Chihuahuas in four games and El Paso rolls in and wins three out of four to win the championship. <laughs> I don't know if all Padres fans realize that Oklahoma City, the Dodgers. So right. the Padres beat the Dodgers to win the championship. I've been wanting to say that my whole <laughs> life. 
Yeah, that added something to it, Ben. I think you're right. I remember taking a look at the lineup and thinking these guys could be National League West rivals in the coming years when you look at Renfro, Margot, Aswahe, and Oklahoma City had a very talented roster as well. It was funny, uh, Yasiel Puig played the Chihuahuas during the regular season. Back when he was optioned, he wasn't there for the postseason, of course, but uh, that was another example of a well-known Dodger taking on the Padres' AAA team. Were you in that champagne? We're watching the champagne celebration. Were you? Did you get soaked down there, Tim? Did you get down in time, or were you still on the air? Well, either uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I was a little bit late. We were wrapping up our post-game show. <laughs> yeah, you were. Listeners, yeah, uh, just a little bit late, right? <laughs> well, I've got some well, ba I, bad news, Tim. Uh, we're not giving back all those players that she just right. sent us uh, for next season. I, I think they're staying up here with us now. So you're going to have to find some new chihuahuas to win another championship. By the way, one of my all-time favorite tweets was two years ago uh, when, you could, when I gave out uh, the number where you could pick up El Paso, see their games, or listen to the games. And I got a tweet from somebody who wanted to know, how can El Paso's backup catcher also be calling the games on uh, TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Jason Haggerty. Right. No relation. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's funny. Most Haggertys are spelled with two Gs, but both he and I, only one G. Right. Uh, and Jason's father's name is Tim, which is my first name. So the first time I ever introduced myself to, my, uh, to him a couple of years ago in Tucson, he sort of did double take. Uh, when I said, hi, I'm Tim Haggerty, and that's his dad's name. So, understandably, he was a little bit caught off guard by that one. He was just going with Haggerty. <laughs> hey, Tim, question for you. I, with regards to the playoffs and everything, sometimes there's a, a seminal moment, a time where everything turns around, and you just think to yourself, hey, this is it. This is our chance to win. Was there that type of a moment in the postseason for the Chihuahuas this year? Well, it's funny. The first moment that came to mind for me actually took place in a loss. The first playoff game for the Chihuahuas, they trailed by two runs in the ninth inning with one out. And all of a sudden just put together this rally and scored two runs to force extra innings. It was a thrilling playoff game. That was the first uh, round, the first game of the first round. As it turns out, Tacoma won that game. But it really showed me that this team wants it, where they were right in the brink of going down zero games to one and fought back with two runs in the final inning. Tim, you saw a lot of, uh, at the end of the season, there were pitchers move forward to El Paso, also Frenchy Cordero and Nick Torres. So you also got a little bit of a look at what your team might look like next year. What do you think? Yeah, that was an amazing part about this Chihuahua's playoff run. There were a number of relievers especially who not only began the season in San Antonio but in Lake Elsinore and all of a sudden were there in the AAA playoffs. And, in fact, one key example, uh, Phil Matone began the season at Fort Wayne. And Phil came up in July just filling in for a game and impressed the coaching staff so much they kept an eye on him. And then the Chihuahuas making the playoffs, the Padres front office said to Rod Barajas, okay, who do you want? And he said, bring back Matone. And Matone, who began the season in low A ball, ended up getting the save in the clinching game in the first round and the clinching game in the championship series. It almost got trampled. A couple months ago, and uh, he's winning a triple-A championship with a tying run at third in the 11th inning, and the, the coaching staff was just stunned at how calm he was in that scenario. Well, Tim, we appreciate the time. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Cholula Hotline, and congratulations to you, the Chihuahuas, and the entire city of El Paso on a great season and a PCL championship. Right. And, Tim, I just want to say you thanks for all your help during the year. 
Thank you, Bill. Nice of you, and uh, good to see you, Ben and Bob. Thanks for having me on. Great job, Tim. Tim, you are off the Cholula hotline. <laughs> Cholula uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. we got to get to a Sunday lineup and much more, so stick around. More Padres social hour coming your way next.